Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there. Coming up on the podcast, Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes, will take a look back at the worst movies of 2018 and look ahead to what might be worth seeing in 2019. Alan Small will join us. He is one of the biggest names in investment advising in Canada. We'll talk to him about the stock market over the past year and over the next year. My weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson, will talk to him about the coal, which won't last long. And Amber McGookin, one of our global news reporters, checks out a maze in snow. All that coming up on the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Jurors, in the above case, find the defendant, John Gotti, not guilty. I won this trial fair and square after Sammy Gravano bribed the juror with my third victory over the government. The media nicknamed me the Teflon Don. I guess it's stuck. Mr. Gotti, are you the head of the Gambino crime family? I'm the head of my family. Mrs. Gotti, do you know what your husband does for a living? He provides. That is a clip from Gotti, possibly, maybe. The worst movie of 2018, Couch Potato Jeff Braun. Do you agree with the critics at the New York Post? Uh, I've not seen it, but I, 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 I don't doubt them at all. That looked, I watched the trailer and it looked terrible. Here's what they say. They this say, is uh, John Travolta, yes, John Gotti, right? Right. They say it's a tasteless wreck, easily the very worst film of the year, currently at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's why it tops the New York Post list. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. it Travolta? That guy's career has had more ups and downs than no a roller coaster. It's no just, kidding. Just when you, th- you think he's back and then something like this happens to yeah, him. Yeah. No kidding. Number two on the list. We'll go through their list and yeah. then I'll see what you think. Uh, right. Maybe you've got some. Uh, and I wouldn't mind hearing your best films. I know that the Coach Potatoes have done this. I heard yep. this on the radio the other day. Uh, but it is the end of 2018, last day of 2018. Second on the list, Dark Crimes. This is a Jim Carrey movie. They say it is an unwanted comeback project, despicable and gratuitous. Never even heard of it. Me too. Yeah. I didn't realize this was his comeback <laughs> flick. Not, not much of a comeback. Didn't really work out for him, did it? Yeah. You were surprised when I told you about this one. Predator is on their list. Yeah, that seemed like, uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to win any awards or anything, mm. but I didn't hear anything super terrible about it. I heard it wasn't great, but mm. why would you expect it to be great? Here's what they Can't say. They say long on offensive humor and short on fright and suspense. Meh. I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you want from a Predator movie, people? Well, exactly. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Solo, also on the list. Solo, a Star Wars story. That's like not, I, I didn't mind it. It's, I don't think it's that bad a movie, but I can see where there's the, the expectations, right? It didn't meet those. Yeah. They say boring, undistinguished, hand solo origin tale, the only film in the series that hasn't spelt fe- uh, felt special or exciting. Yeah. They call it a travesty. They might be right. I think they might be doing too much Star Wars stuff now. They, they to- definitely are. They need yeah. to, two years between movies is a good idea for those guys. I feel pretty. We just watched this one again the other night. Was Amy it? Schumer, I thought it was fun. Did you laugh? I did. Out loud? Yes. Five times or more? Mm, 
maybe not five. <laughs> uh, it was okay. They say uh, it's a superficial comedy about superficiality. Yeah, I could see that. The, the premise seemed really weak on that mm-hmm. one. But And I th- also think with Amy Schumer, because you know how funny she can be and yep. is capable of being, it's just a, another example of not meeting expectations. This is the problem when you got somebody who does great stand-up, they write it, they perform it, and then you go and do a movie, and it doesn't always work with somebody who's hilarious because there are so many other people involved. That happens with Chris Rock a lot. Great stand-up. Yeah. Most of his movies are just mm-hmm. terrible. Anyhow, I Feel Pretty is on the list of the worst films, according to the critics at the New York Post. Also on the list, Skyscraper. I love what they said here. <laughs> they say they say you'd think that uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, could do this stuff in his sleep. And at this point, after watching this movie, he may have done it in his sleep. <laughs> Skyscraper on the list of worst movies. I saw it. It was uh, it's it's not a good movie. No, way. it's so dumb. Okay. It's so dumb. I haven't seen it. Red Sparrow. They say it's a ham-fisted thriller. This one's uh, Jay Law, Jennifer Lawrence in yeah. this. I watched it. It was okay. She do an accent, Russian mm, accent. That's right. She had the bad Russian accent. Yeah, that might be. That's I don't a... know if it makes it the one of the worst films of the year, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't great. Yeah. And please stand by me. Uh, please stand by. Uh, they say at the New York Post. The latest in a long film tradition of making mental illness cute and quirky. They didn't like it. Please stand by. I've never, I don't think I've heard of that one. I don't think I've heard of it either. Anyhow, that is their list. I may be going to see tonight the worst movie of, if not 2018, maybe 2019. I'm nervous about this. (laughs) I I booked it in and then I started seeing some of the reviews about, Holmes and Watson. Really? With John C. Riley and uh, Will Ferrell, of course. As Two very Sherlock funny guys. Holmes and Dr. Watson. They've yeah. done some very funny movies. Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. I was excited when I saw the trailer for Holmes and Watson mm-hmm. or heard that they were doing it. I was like, this yeah. is, you can't lose with this. This yeah. is genius. This is mm-hmm. going to be great. And I was excited about it too. And then, like you, like you so the reviews started coming in and everyone's saying it's just terrible. Yeah. So. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Well, gosh, I guess I'll, oh. I'll take a bullet here. You take a bullet. You I'll let, me know I'll let you know. But, uh, but we did see the other night, Vice, which wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. This is the Christian Bale. Like, he really will get some attention for the role as Dick Cheney. Right. He did a great job. Gained a gained bunch of weight. weight. Wow. Um, it wasn't the movie overall wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. It was hmm. okay. What about uh, Sam Rockwell as W? Sam Rockwell, almost a little, after too watching the movie, you think, <laughs> was Bush really that stupid? I mean, I know he was kind of stupid, but I don't think he was that yeah. stupid. It didn't make him look very bright. Maybe a little too cartoony, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and that was an, a worry of mine going <clears> in, but it was okay. It's worth seeing and probably more of a renter than seeing it in the theater. Yeah. My problem is it's it'll be in that position where if it's going to get Oscar nominations, I need to see it in the theater because it won't be available otherwise mm-hmm. before the Oscars. So. Yeah. And uh, did you want to weigh in on a worst film of nope. the year, best film of the year? My favorite, my the most fun I had at the movies this year was easily Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes, I heard you say that yeah. on the air the other day, and that was certainly one of my favorites. <sighs> it was a great, and, and yeah. it was a great movie theater experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I also, and Black Klansman, I think. If, great movie. If I was voting for the Oscars, it would yeah. get all my votes. Um, as far as bad movie goes, Couch Potatoes are lucky. We sort of get to cherry pick the movies we cover. So yeah. we, if it looks like it's, if we, sometimes you know it's going to be bad, right? Yeah. But uh, I would, I'd have to give it to The Meg. 
And it was it was fun, but it wasn't nearly as much fun as it should have been. Yeah. It was but a it was one of the I know I heard you say this. Yeah. It was one of the best names That's for a, a movie of the year. Great title. When the they, yeah. when we first heard it, I was like, The Meg. The what? Meg. <laughs> so like it sounds like it's about a lady named Meg, and for some reason yeah. they put a the in front of her name. Yeah. Are yeah. there any big films that you know of at this point coming in twenty nineteen that will make big news, do you think? Or? Oh well, that Avengers movie is gonna be the yeah. big deal this mm-hmm. year. It's the Avengers four and Probably the final Marvel movie for a lot of those actors involved mm-hmm. is what people are sort of guessing. So yeah. I don't know if they'll die or just retire or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's going to be one of those, by far one of the big right. things this year. Hey, Jeff, thanks for doing this. You bet. Alan Small. His name may be Small. But he's one of the big guys when it comes to investment advisors, and he joins us on the phone now. Alan, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I wanted to take a look back at 2018 for the markets and ahead to 2019, if that's okay. Um, A lot of people are, you know, depending what equities they're in, uh, and it it varies, obviously, some people are saying, oh, do I stay in or do I cash out? Is it always the right decision to stay in? Maybe talk a bit about that as we've seen some rough days, especially on the Dow in the U.S. Well, that's a great point. And I think for, for many investors, they tend to get caught up in the day-to-day, uh, I guess, the day-to-day news and, and get them sometimes to make mistakes or get them to, to make decisions that they wouldn't normally make. It's probably a better way of putting it in. For many investors, even if they're approaching retirement, in retirement, or, or way before retirement, you know, we're involved in this for the long term. I always like to say it's a, investing is like a marathon, not a sprint. And so if you take that approach and take that attitude and you look at these markets, this is a pretty good buying opportunity right now. We've seen the markets trading off quite a bit over the past few months. This is probably the cheapest we've seen the stock market here in North America since 2009, since the beginning of 2009. And if you're an investor out there, that is saving for retirement, looking for growth in your portfolio. There's no time like the present, at least no time like now over the past 10 years to be putting some money to work in the markets for growth. So I think what investors should be looking at right now is the markets in terms of have we hit a bit of a bottom here? I think we can say this is a bit of a bottom, can it trade lower perhaps? But I think we're at the point now where things are very, very cheap and uh, there's a, hopefully a lot of positives on the horizon that could take this market and uh, provide the catalyst to take this market a little higher. So likely a correction, not anything more serious than that, in your opinion? Well, this has been a pretty deep correction. You know, uh, anytime the market falls approximately 20% from the previous highs, that's bear market territory. And the correction is about 10% below where it was trading. So we have been approaching that 20% mark. So when you look at the, the, the S&P 500, which is an index out of the U.S., which is stocks in North America, you're looking at about two-thirds of the stocks that are on that index are trading in bear market territory, meaning with losses greater than 20%. On the Toronto stock market, which is the main Canadian index, we're seeing a lot of stocks trading off by more than 20% as well. So I would say that this is kind of that bear market territory, a very large and quick correction. And this is something that I anticipate well, at least I'm hopeful this will come to a bit of an end now as we get into the new year. Hopefully, we're going to see some some positive conversations out of the U.S. with China. We're going to see some, I guess, just positive feeling on the political front in general. 
Yeah, and if people see this as an opportunity to get in, are there areas that they should be trying to get in? Like, for example, oil uh, it fell off late in the year. Should we still be maybe looking at cannabis stocks? Are there areas that might do well in 2019? And those are good areas. I think what it comes down to uh, is the investor themselves, how much risk they're willing to take. So take cannabis, for, for example, that's a high-risk area. A lot of these companies in that space are not profitable at this time. People are investing money in that space with the hope that these companies eventually will be profitable, very similar to the tech space in the late 90s. You also mentioned oil. Well, there's a lot of oil out there in the world uh, today. The U.S. is now one of the largest producers of, of oil, not to mention Saudi Arabia and, and Russia as well. So not really leaning towards oil as much as maybe some of the other sectors like technology, for example. Technology's taken a tremendous hit over the past couple of months. Names like Google or, or Facebook or Apple or Amazon, these names are down well over 20%. And so perhaps these are the names, if you can handle the risk, of course, and if you're willing to take the ups and downs that these stocks will provide you, maybe this is, these are some of the names you might, may want to take a look at. So the tech space and maybe even the banking space, a lot of the bank names, whether they're Canadian banks, U.S. banks, a lot of these banks have been hit quite hard over the past few months and represent some really good buying opportunities, in my opinion. Again, if you can handle the volatility that these names bring. And if, if people uh, take you on your advice and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get in and, and this is an opportunity to, you know, buy low and, and, you know, that's what we always say. It's simple, right? Buy low, sell high. I know that you've got, I think it is three uh, key investing mistakes that Canadians should avoid, uh, should avoid in 2019. Can you run through those quickly? Sure, sure. Well, the first mistake I tend to see investors make quite often is that they try to time the market. And especially over the past few months, trying to pick a bottom or, or getting out of the market when, they, you know, when you see times are a little bit more difficult or more volatile. Not always, well, when you look back, that tends to be a very common mistake that people make and, and, and definitely a big mistake because you'll find, especially going back to 2008 and early 2009, those that stayed in the market through the ups and downs actually fared better than those that tried to get out and then time when to get back in. Right. And so for me, I would rather ride the course, perhaps add to some of your names if they're good quality, than try and time the market. The other mistake I see quite often is trying to find a hot investment. So for quite a while there, cannabis stocks, marijuana stocks, they tended to be the hot investment. And you found a lot of individual investors trying to chase these names. And for many, they made money. But for uh, quite a few, they bought in at the wrong times. And unfortunately, we're, we're, we're buying names that, you know, you're buying them at a high and you tended to lose money. And the third mistake I, I find that investors tend to make is basically buying investments that, that they see in the newspaper or that are recommended on TV. Keep in mind, sometimes these are good investments, but a lot of the times when you see it in the newspapers or, you're, or it's being recommended by someone on TV, these are the people that have bought these investments maybe quite some time ago. And if you're getting in right now, you might be getting in a little late. So if someone's recommending something, definitely look to see, do these people already own the investment? Are they talking their own book, so to speak? Are they talking up their own investments? You got to be a little bit careful about that. I find a lot of investors I talk to ask me about investments they read about or they, or they hear on TV, for example. And by that time, it's possibly too late as these investments have worked their way significantly higher. And here you are buying them at a high point 
Meanwhile, the person that was recommending it wanted a lot lower. So you got to be mindful of what you see uh, in the media, uh, because a lot of times uh, these people that are talking are just talking up their own own investments, talking up their own book, as we like to say. Yeah. Alan, thanks a lot for this and all the best in 2019. Thank you. Same to you. All the best. Alan Small, as I said, he's one of the big names in investment advising. I was worried that he was uh, froze in a big drift or something down there in Lancaster, Minnesota. I've been trying to get a hold of my weather expert buddy all morning. I just heard from him. He joins us on the phone now, Bruce Johnson. Bruce, I was worried about you. I'm glad you have appeared. Yeah, well, I guess Mr. Douglas finally was able to stay up on the pole, so the phone service is going again. Yes, good. Um, But one of the good things is this not a long-lasting cold spell. It's today and tomorrow, then it warms up. Yeah, uh, Diana was saying it's going to be around the freezing mark, maybe even a bit above freezing within a few days? On Thursday, yes, and maybe even again on Saturday. And again, the winds are generally going from west to east, so these cold spells are very short-lived. They'll dip down here, but then they're moving out almost as fast as they get here. And so it's not one of those where you get three weeks of this. We've seen that before. We're not getting that right now. So we're just getting a little taste of of real winter. And then a couple days from now, we'll be warmed up. And Thursday, like I said, you'll see uh, things dripping. Well, and we could still, I mean, listen, it's early on in winter here. We could still get two- and three-week stretches of this crazy cold. But you know what I'm noticing this year, and tell me if I'm wrong or or if there's a reason for it, when we warm up, the warm-up seems more significant than other winters. Like, if you know, if we're going to get above freezing potentially uh, a couple days after this kind of cold, what's going on there? Well, that's just that El Nino pattern. It's pushing everything further to the east, and we're getting into that warmer Pacific air. And, of course, we don't have, we have some snow on the ground. We don't have a tremendous snow cover. And the heavier the snow cover, the more it's going to be cold. So it, um, the lack of a really heavy snow cover helps keep it a little bit warmer as well. And then, again, the flow is going from west to east. There's just no cold air coming our way for a few days, and that's why we're going to be warm later in the week. And, you know, the cold air is way to the north. A little bit of it dipped here, and then now it's, go, it's going away after, after tomorrow. Yeah, I notice uh, that in uh, New York tonight, Times Square, they're saying they, for New Year's Eve, could get heavy rainfall at times. Right, and just like happened the other day in Minneapolis, when we had the snow up here, they had rain, and it was just above freezing and raining, which is, I'll take this any day over that. I, I do not like that when it's just above freezing and raining. That's colder than just about anything. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I'm glad I got you on for a couple minutes, pal. How was your Christmas? Good? Oh, it was good. How about yours? Yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, it was fantastic. I'm, I'm sort of uh, getting, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to get back into sort of a regular work routine. You know, we work a day or two and then we're off for a day or two. It'll be nice to kind of get back at it after our final day off tomorrow. And uh, are you making a New Year's resolution or a challenge for the New Year, Bruce, or, or is that hooey? No, well, I just really don't have anything I'd change. I mean, hopefully this this farming season won't be as muddy as last was, like like uh, beet season. But yeah. that's not anything I can do anything about. I wish I could, but yeah. as far as myself, I don't really have any resolutions. I'm old enough now where you yeah. know, it really doesn't matter anymore. Perfection. I like to call it perfection. 
yeah, I'd like to get there, but somehow I think I'd live to be 300 and couldn't do it. And couldn't do it. If I lived to be 300, I might see the Vikings win the Super Bowl, but probably not. Yeah, I bet you're upset about the Vikings out of the playoffs, eh? Uh. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, if you see two guys walking down the street in Minneapolis, the one guy's in front of the other, and the guy in the you know behind him is doing the Heimlich maneuver on him all the time, then you know the guy ahead of him is playing for the Vikings. <laughs> He's joking. Yes. All right, Bruce. Uh, all the best in 2019, pal. Thanks for a couple minutes here. I appreciate it. Okay. Let's get Amber McGookin on here. Hi, Amber. Hey, how? Well, you're returning from a maze in corn. How long were you outside? How cold was it? It is very, very cold outside. We were outside for about an hour, but... You know, actually, when you're by the maze, the walls are way taller than I am. So I was kind of blocked by the wind for the most part. I'm just being a little bit of a baby. But it is really cold out there. And, I mean, thankfully, I'm, you know, head to toe. I've got the snow pants. I've got the boots. got the hat, everything. So You're prepared. I am prepared. Pretty pretty prepared for as, I mean, as much as you can be for when it's so cold. Now, this maze is not of corn. It's of snow and ice. Tell us about it. Yeah. So it looks like, honestly, like they're building... Uh, almost like they're building like a fort or like a mini house. They're actually um, constructing it with um, wood and then they're filling in the middle with snow and on the outsides with snow. So when you look at it, it looks like it's a complete structure in snow, but it's underneath the snow. That's how they've been building it. It's really incredible. The walls are six and a half feet tall and they say it's going to take about 45 minutes to an hour to get through, kind of similar to what their corn maze structure is like. So it is pretty um, pretty big. It's, it's going to be 4,200 feet long, so it'll take a little while to get through. But they do have lots of exits for people who are needing to escape, and they're going to put some fires in the maze in the middle, especially so people can have a chance to warm up and stuff like that, too. So when can people check out the maze, Amber? So they're going to be open on Saturday and hoping to kind of stay open all throughout as long as they can um like we've been talking about previously they have had some issues in the fall when the weather was just so bad it was not a good time to be doing an outdoor business even on the weekends it was so mucky for them that they didn't have a great turnout they were thinking this is a a good opportunity for them to try something in the winter and i asked them like well this seems like oh you guys are in the maze business this must be something normal for you but they said this is completely different than how they construct a corn maze so this has been very challenging for them but they're they're really looking forward to having all those people come out and try this huge huge snow maze well, and the good news is it'll be warmer by Saturday. Yes, they're hoping it doesn't get too warm that their walls start to kind of crumble. But they're they're yeah, it's going to be a lot nicer for people to be outside than it is today. I wouldn't want to be spending too much time outside today. Happy New Year, Amber. You too, Hal. Thanks. Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.